Hi guys, welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we talk about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram, basically wherever you're getting a good book, we're going to talk about it. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts Bridget and Hilda. Hi. Hi. Today we are talking about Fourth Wing, the book that took over, I feel, TikTok overnight and was all over everyone's For You page and we're going to talk about it because we're finally getting to it. And we have thoughts. And feelings. As always. <laughs> we always do. Uh, I I mean, you know, I already said it, but it really just popped up, I feel like, out of nowhere. I don't know about you guys. I think Bridget, maybe you mentioned it first to me. Yeah, I definitely saw it starting to pop up here and there from like mutuals on TikTok. And then I was like, wait, what's going on? And everyone suddenly was like, holy shit, there's dragons in this book. And it took off like wildfire. Like wildfire. And a dry forest and boom. <laughs> a very dry forest. <laughs> it happened. It's gone. And then everyone was obsessing. Nobody could get the book in like a physical copy because they were always sold out. Wow. And then that created more hype, I feel like. And it was a lot. Like kudos to whoever did the marketing for this. Because I don't think I saw any actual ads. It was all word of mouth on my end, at least, like on word my of side mouth of the world. And word of mouth with high praise because people are like, if you like Akatar, you will like for- Fourth Wing. Now, normally when people see that, I take that with a grain of salt because I'm like, ma'am, you are comparing like, like the Michael Phelps of books to like the one swimmer from Australia that's going to do good this year. You know what I mean? Like, what? let's not, yeah. <laughs> let's not. And I saw people were like, they had finished the arc, they had pre-ordered the physical copy, then they pre-ordered like special editions, pre-ordered like one-of-kind signatures. I guess the author was doing like um, uh, personalized wordings, messages in the uh-huh. books to be sent out. And I was wow. like, wow. Now, Just, wow. it's worth noting the second book. Now, we had heard, I saw TikTok with the author And I think I told you guys, this is going to be a five-book series. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just dabble in, buckle up, Buttercup, because she's a five-booker. I have thoughts about that. Me too. And I miss the days where we just had like series that were three books and we're done. I also – similar. Similar thoughts. We'll wait till we get into it. So the second book, because I will admit, I was maybe halfway through this book. I'm like, when does the next one come out? So if you're wondering when the next one comes out, that is happening, I believe, in November. I have it on the calendar. Iron Flame. Uh, yes. Iron Flame seven. 11 7. Yes. Iron Flame. That sounds like something Game of Thronesy. The entire thing's a little bit of Game yeah, of Thronesy. Yeah, it is. It's a little How to Train Your Dragon meets. <laughs> Uh, Manon and Abraxas meets yep. Game of Thrones. After I read the book, like two days afterwards when I was, I was sick and I had a fever, I was having like fever dreams and it was straight up like an episode of Game of Thrones thrown in with Fourth Wing and I was just like, oh, Marie, texting so us about this. <laughs> I, it was so graphic and I felt like I was like um, dream walking in this dream and I was like, I'm not going to live. Why did you tell us about these things? She did. I think she did. I, did. I texted you. I know, but I think you sent like a sentence. Whereas when I'm telling you guys my dreams, <laughs> I literally send paragraphs I know. of just the nonsense that is happening in my mind. I'm always impressed you remember so much. So let's get into fourth wing and let's figure out, did we like it? Did we not? But of course, we're going to start off with thoughts and feelings. Who wants to kick us off? Bridge, since you jumped about it, why don't you kick us off? 
fine. Okay. So it's been probably like a what? A week and a half, two weeks since we finished this book now. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know why it was so hyped up. For me, it didn't meet the hype. And it was still a good book. Did I enjoy it? Yes. But will I be binging this and rereading it and revisiting in a year when I miss the characters? Absolutely not. Like the hype around this book was insane. When I read the book, I was like, okay, it's good. What am I missing? Is it me? Am I the problem here? Did I miss something? Did I miss an entire chapter that made this like, oh my God, this is the best fucking book I have ever read this year. You have to read this. Absolutely not. If this is your jam though, like by all means, don't let me boohoo all over your prey because it was still a really good book. I just couldn't figure out what the hype was. You know what I wonder though? Because I was thinking the same thing too. And so I wonder if had we been around when only the first book of Throne of Glass or only the first book of Akatar, I mean, Akatar, I feel like, you know, upper level of I cannot compare. But like, let's say first book of Throne of Glass. Would you say, eh, I don't know if this is worth the hype. Like, we don't have a full series to compare it to. We're comparing back to full, almost completed series. So I feel like sometimes that makes it a little bit hard. Think yeah. like the first Harry Potter book. You know what I mean? Did you yeah, think but that I still would feel like take you where it ended? I wasn't emotionally invested in the characters like I mm-hmm. was in Actar. I think for me, it's not just like, oh, is the writing good? Is the plot good? It's like, am I invested yeah. in this book? Do I want to be best friends with the characters? Am I rooting for them to fall in love? Like, do I really care about them? I don't know. So I think it's because it's a little formulaic. And don't get me wrong. There's like a couple like twists and turns. But it's kind of like, oh, of course she is disadvantaged, but she's smart. And, of course, um, she's going to fall in love with the rebel guy and he's going to love her. And, of course, she's going to show, like, all these abilities. And, of course, there's, like, the kingdom is corrupt. Something is afoot. There wasn't anything new. I will say, and I don't want to get into it too much because I feel like she faked us out twice. And it didn't – the plot didn't do two things that I was expecting it to. So – uh, in that regard, thank you, Rebecca Yaros. So that's the thing, though. Like, but it was predictable. I can read very predictable books and eat that shit up and just, like, absolutely adore it and be obsessed with it and reread it again in a year. So the predictability and, like, the following the typical tropes wasn't my problem. I just – it just left me wanting more. And it could have been, like, I if I read this book outside of the hype, if I had just randomly picked it up, I would have probably, like, really enjoyed it. Like, it would have been, a, like, maybe a – four-star read but because I was expecting so much the bar was so high and then it didn't meet it and I was like okay now I feel a little bit let down but I still don't know if it's just me it could be just me I mean I have a whole section but I liked it I didn't love it I liked it I did think it was probably overhyped maybe three and a half stars Okay. Not quite four. So my notes on this was I I, I really I liked it. I'm not gonna say it was super um, the most amazing one we've read, but I did like it more than some of the other ones we've read recently. I mean, we Agreed. just covered Crescent City, you know, the Golden Gods. But I feel like if Akatar and Throne of Glass is gold medal, this was a really strong silver medal. 
Uh, I really like that. It was a good first book. I liked that it was kind of like cutthroat Hogwarts. You don't know what house you're getting sorted into, but there's like really intense challenges to get there. Except for I feel like I would have liked to known everything more about the other challenges people had to go to because you just have the you know they have to walk prepare. parapet parapet. Thank you. Couldn't think of how to spell that. The parapet. Uh, but what did the scribes have to do? Like a thousand word essay? I don't know. What <laughs> like, I would have liked to know what the other things were. They're not important because they're not elite. They're not the writers. Yeah. Okay. Can we all just take a moment and talk about the names and how we're not even going to attempt to pronounce them correctly? That was actually my second thought on my notes here. I said, these names had me fucked up. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend I know what I'm saying here. You will be re- renamed to Tom and that is your name. It was that TikTok where it's like, my mind, like, and they went to Burr and then they went to Literally. Like, I could not. What is the name of the college? Bagschmerth? That's what it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's in Bagum. my head. I don't even so, know if I read it or I just skipped over it entirely and I just went school. <laughs> I was like back. You never moving on. <laughs> so there's there is this one TikToker. I know I'm gonna mispronounce her name. I think her name is it's at Murian. I don't know. M-U-I-R-E-A-N-N. So she has a very lovely accent and she said that the names are Scottish, Gaelic not Irish Gaelic. So I want to point out a couple of things. One, she says Gaelic, not Gaelic. So that's how they say it in Outlander. Have I been saying it wrong my entire life? Probably. Yeah, I think we we are. Two, uh, she says that a lot of the names are misspelled because they're missing accent symbol, like accent marks on the letters and not, so you don't get necessarily the like effect. I'm going to say that disappoints me a little bit and either Rebecca Yaros or her publisher should have done some editing or like done some research to get it right. Cause I think yeah. that does not only does that help like you figure out the pronunciation, but, but would it have helped? <laughs> I mean, well, I feel like if you're going to be borrowing from a culture or something, you can't, you can't screw it up. Like I if agree. you don't know enough about it, don't do it. Correct. And I think this as much as I like joke about the pronunciation guide and how even though if you give it to me, I would never use it. In this instance where it is actually a correct pronunciation it's in a different language, um, I would have referenced it at the beginning just so I can try to sound it out myself, even though realistically I'm not going to continue using it because I will fuck it up 100%. But it's nice to be able to know like, oh, this is truly how it's supposed to be said. You know it'd be great if every author – did a little TikTok of like, hey, here's the characters' names. Here's how we're pronouncing them. And we're just putting it out there in the universe. That way we all know right off the bat, this is how we're saying Taryn? Taryn? Tarn? Tarn? Good what lord. What is the Yaros can't pronounce the names and she just literally like just strung letters together? Or like it seems like she got words from Gaelic, the Scottish Gaelic, and put them together. Because apparently the names of the college, it means like Deathwing. Oh, mm. or something like that. The TikToker, I'll put her name in the notes, goes through it. And they're like, of course, that makes sense for a college of like, whatever. But because she missed an accent mark, it's actually like palm win. Oh, not exactly. Not like the same thing. So anyways. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, if you are any of our UK listeners, because we know you're out there and you're like, oh, you silly Americans. This is how you pronounce these things. Please, dear God, help us because this Please. is not in our wheelhouse at all. 
Yeah, um, this is our dialing a friend scenario here. We're dialing in. Please help. Looking I mean, at the we, one who we sent an international book talk meme sticker to. Maybe you can help. We can also um, do a trade. We will help you with your Spanish. Oh, yeah, we can offer that. And um, you can help us with Scottish Gaelic. I can't even do the accent. So I really did like, I mean, the names were tough, but I really did like the name um, Brennan. For a boy. And even though I'm not having any more kids, like the ship has closed, but I did get preemptive pre-approval just in case. I'm like, listen, if we have another kid by accident and that other kid is a boy by accident, can we name him Brennan? I'm glad you brought him up because he was one of my thoughts where even though his name was Brennan, I could not stop picturing him as Bran from Game of Thrones, which is <laughs> he's in a wheelchair. And I was like, I know Poor he's Brennan. I know this is like not me. him. He would not be a writer. He would not be, but still. Which, in the end, it it makes – the vibes were kind of there because he did kind of just, you know, reappear from the dead. But whatever. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. At this point, you guys know what you're getting into. Okay. Speaking uh, of spoilers, you know what really gutted me? What? And oh. I was surprised by this was Liam – what oh. happened to Liam? I'm sorry. When did I become attached to him in this entire storyline? And why did it hurt? You know why I think it hurt so much? It's because he was not physically wounded. Like his death only came for him because his dragon was injured. And also he was helping her out. And I think what always gets me is when they're sacrificing themselves for their friends. That like Lily? Liam Liam was the new sale. I was so heartbroken. That might be like the most like emotion this book has gotten out of me. I I kept reading it, like speed reading it, thinking he's going to come back. Like he has to come back. I just – it felt – I didn't think it was final. You know, I should have been suspicious because I texted you guys while I was like – pushing the stroller and I was like I love Liam he's so great there's nothing wrong with him he's such a great friend and then literally that night boom that's why I heart hurt because there was nothing wrong he was just like a good person a good person who didn't have to die so young and so early and he felt so guilty for like participating in like his the betrayal and still Liam pour one out for Liam. I was gonna say pour one out from a man Liam I'll just mm. take a sip of wine instead okay um what else um i have a good one the angst was good yes the build-up was good the actual spice though felt like even though it was very detailed i felt like i was reading a little bit of a manual like even though it was spicy things were being blown up but the spice itself between them like the emotional connection between them fell short during the actual act of having sex and i was like this is not normal you know what's funny? So I felt the same way. Yes. And I didn't realize this until I saw your notes, Bridget. And I'm like, that is nailing it right on the head. Because the tension, A+. Plus. The buildup was great. When we actually got there, I was like, yes. But it just – I don't know. The there was just – Is this saying the passion? The first it. time they kissed. That was, was good. Way hotter. Way hotter than the first time they had sex. Absolutely. I don't care how much furniture they broke and fires they set. Yeah. Like, That's it, what I'm saying. The physical act itself was explosive, but my heart was not boom booming along with them because it was not actually burning passion, just burning furniture. I felt like we missed a step. We went from like super – like you know what I mean? Like if we're, a, we're building up. It's an upward trend chart. 
And like suddenly we're building up and then we dropped and all of a sudden we were back at the peak. And I just – there was something that was missing there. And I really for wish- lack of trying because – and I will say I do appreciate the fact that it was not a fade to black because I was real worried about that. I'm like, if you are going to give me emotional blue balls over all of this all over again, I'm going to riot. I feel like the emotion or at least like that like banter between them. No, the banter was still there. It was just like that angst that had just disappeared entirely. I really wish the tension between them had lasted longer. Mm. Okay. I see, um, no, I see I think this. It was yeah. a, a good amount. I just think it it needed to transfer into like that burning passion and into like the act itself. You know what? I think like, for he whatever went- reason, like the emotion didn't transfer into the sexy parts. And there was a lot of sexy parts after that as well. And I still felt like it was missing that emotional connection for us. I feel like he fell too quickly. Yes. That's exactly the point I was going to say. He went to from like, you're not, I can't be good for you. You're not good for me to like, I'm yours instantaneously to almost the point where it felt fake, which is why I thought that betrayal when it was happening, I'm like, oh, this explains why he all of a sudden flipped on a dime. But it didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you, Hilda. That's why I think this book would have been so much better if there was dual POV. I just, I think I needed some chapters from him to be able to see his side. Of course, with the single POV, this is the main problem. But because we had that betrayal aspect, I, I just needed, I needed something. I needed something. Well, maybe book two. I mean. We got four more to go, so right? <laughs> we'll see. I also had an issue with how many books we're going to have. Do I really want five books of this? No, I think three is fine. Like, let's do three, wrap it up, and move on with our lives. Also, Bridget, I'm looking at your thoughts and my thoughts, and they're basically the same thoughts. Because we're the same person sometimes. Well, to be fair, for the non-Wonder Twin on this side, I also had the same thoughts and struggled to find non-similar thoughts. (laughs) That's our problem is we're all three too similar, but we – we're similar in different ways. Like Caitlin and I are so similar with everything else. And whatever I'm not similar with her, I'm like exactly the same as Hilda. You're always in line with Hilda. <laughs> I'm just like a like a perfect split between the two of you You're guys. You're the pendulum. You just swing. Hilda and I, I are your sides and you're hitting both sides. <laughs> so funny. So Although- one of the issues I had actually was with the fan art because – and I, you know, I love a good fan art. And of course, immediately when I seen these characters, I'm like, I need to see what you're looking like. I went to the internet, went to the Instagrams to look up some fan art. And now she is described as being this frail, fragile creature whose bones pop out of their sockets like at a whims, like the, the wind blows and her shoulders dislocating. But she <laughs> looks like a healthy human, a plump, vivacious human. In these photos. And I just, I have to say false on this because I pictured her more like Ellie in Throne of Glass, where she's just like skinny, frail. Elid. Elid. Her name's Elid? I call yeah. her. I, call- <laughs> <laughs> what did I was like, Ellie. Her? I was like, oh, maybe we nicknamed her Ellie and I just LD? completely forget. Eldie is not correct. Oh my God. <laughs> so much for Bagschmurf College. <laughs> We've got Eldie. <laughs> Uh, a lead okay <laughs> a whole new world so uh, a lead who is very fragile thin and mm-hmm. crippled crippled and so you i sort of had that in the back of my head too i know the fan art there is overall a lot of issues with fan art this time around and a lot of the um artists were making 
what's his name? What's the guy's name? Zayden. Zayden. Or as you like to call him, Xander. I don't know why his name was Xander in my it's because you read that book. And I just can't get it out of my head. But they whitewashed him so much. And the author had to come out and say, like, no, he's a person of color. What are you doing? And then they got into the whole, well, reading is subjective. And that's how I envisioned him. Like, good for you. But the author actually came out and said that he's a person of color. So stop. So that was a whole drama. Zayden? By it. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw this. That's how I pictured him. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently not everyone assumed that when they were I think I saw him. one where he was a little bit darker, but yeah, a few of them, he's way too, he looks like a white man with a tan. Yeah, it was addressed on book <laughs> talk, and then it kind of sparked a whole bunch of, you know, do authors need to be writing them differently for people to be envisioning them correctly? Like, what the actual fuck is Tawny? Is that, what skin color is that? But anyhow... Um, praise for the book that I saw around TikTok was that it had good disability rep. Yes, because the person that um her friend that's in the library. Oh, oh the one that's- she's deaf. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I did like that. And they end up signing to her. They wrote it so seamlessly into the book that I never even like realized fully that she could not hear and that she had a disability because I just assumed that like. Maybe that was like a practice that they picked up once they start coming to the library. I was also skim reading at this point. So I might have missed a couple of things. But then I went back and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Well, no, but also Violet herself. So Caitlin already mentioned that she, you know, doesn't seem to be very strong physically. And she actually is described as like her joints are really flexible and they pop out of place all the time and she's not physically strong and she apparently is in a lot of pain constantly and this is inspired by Rebecca Yaros and her sons they have Ehlers Donlos I think I'm saying that correctly which is a hereditary disorder of connective tissue oh. um, they have a defect in their collagen that leads to joint hypermobility and instability, really stretchy skin. They can possibly have scoliosis, um, problems regulating their body temperatures, and can like have tachycardia easily. Um, wow. That is so, interesting. I'm glad she wrote that in there then. Representation. Yeah. yeah. It counts. It matters. It's important. Wow. I'm still absorbing that new information. I'm trying to think. She gave an interview with the Today Show. And I think that's when she talked about it. On the Today Show? Yeah. That's I a- saw the article. I didn't watch the segment because I don't watch the Today Show. I do. But. Then I missed her. I thought that was pretty cool. So my other quick two thoughts on this and then I can round out, finish up my thoughts. One, I, you know, I love a good strong female character who's outsmarting her apartment, uh, her opponents. So I love that she was out there in the middle of the night sneaking around to get her little berries to poison everyone. That was so funny. <laughs> I just love that she's just taking them down. And like, I mean, did people know? I'm not sure. But I feel like for the most part, she got away with everyone suddenly getting very ill. And I love that she had that poison. You know? Poison. That's good. That's good. Uh, also, is Jane the new Tamlin? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's good. giving like Tamlin and kale vibes child vibes like if you put the two of them together and then you don't even get like the redemption arc that child gets or kale gets that's it (laughs) yes i'm never gonna get over child how quickly you flip flop between the two with an l (laughs) 
I had a friend in elementary school whose last name was Chow. So I just added oh, a Yeah, no. I mean, hello. I, I mean, I'm not the only one. Caitlin's mom also said the same thing. Do you know, I, I saw a, a, a TikTok again uh, where she was saying his original name was Chaos. So C-H-A, whatever, Chaos. It was the first of his name. Yeah, and she changed it last minute. So it's Kale. And she's like, everyone will get it. And her editor was like, no, they won't. She's like, no, they will. And no, here we are. One of the recordings when I was sitting here, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like chaos without the S. And then you add an L and kale, kale. Yeah. But in my head, you know, for whatever reason, I I read in Spanglish, even though I don't even speak any fucking Spanish. <laughs> my brain couldn't even comprehend when I spelled it to you a second ago. <laughs> so I don't understand how you can easily make that switch from chaos to kale. I'm just saying. So, yes. So, I think Dane is the new Tamlin. And oh, I just – he really – really, Is he blonde? He must be blonde, he's right? Blonde. He's blonde. He's yeah. blonde. He? You know what? Yes. He's giving, like, blondie vibes. And he's blonde. <laughs> blondie vibes with the new bad guy vibes? Yeah. We think yeah. about it. They're always the ones that think that they're the hero in the story and they turn out to be the villain. I'm trying to think. Is there any blondes that I do like? Caleb. Even Caleb mm. sometimes. I'm trying to think of any actors. That, well, okay, fine. There's one. I was like, what actors do I like that are even blonde? The Outlander, it's, but you guys said he was more red. He's a red. Than... He's ready. He's a redhead. Uh, it's uh, Hemsworth. Chris. Oh, okay. you know? Yeah. Speaking of Hemsworth, uh, Witcher is out. Not his new I know. season. But Have you started the one yet? with Henry in it? No. That's going to be my show this week. <laughs> I know I haven't started yet either. You could just imagine Bridget sitting on a sofa with drool just like falling out of her mouth because that will be me. Just borrow baby's bib cloth. Burp cloth. Every single time Henry Cowell wears that freaking white wig. Whew. Really does um, grinds your gears. Get your gears going. It really going. does. Like apparently but I really like way. Way. Yeah, But in a good way. Yeah, yeah. All right. So those – does that run out of our thoughts? Anyone else have any thoughts I and feelings so. we missed? I think that was the best bit. Oh, I kind of talked about it. She does give us, like, these two fake outs, which I did appreciate. So good job, Rebecca Yaros. I want to give credit where credit is due. What were the two? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, was gonna, I was thinking about the brother and then – Oh, oh. Yes, the, she, the brother. Yeah, and yeah, then, the okay. second one. Yes, the brother yeah, yeah. and the first one was the betrayal. Yeah. It didn't go in the direction that I thought it was going to go. Yeah, you thought so, she was going to go popping cast it, right? Yeah, I thought it was going to be a popping cast thing, and she didn't. So, uh, I appreciated that. Thank you. Okay, do you guys want to get into the world building background? Yeah, yeah. Five minute recap. Okay, let's do this. We already talked about it, but I just want to say again: don't ask us for the names. We're gonna get them wrong. What the fuck are these names? <laughs> like, I get it, Scottish Gaelic. We can barely speak English sometimes. What makes you think that we're going to be able to speak a language that we are not even familiar with? Whatever. It's it's ridiculous. When Taran pronounces his full name, I literally felt that she was just stringing words together. I honestly tried to sound it out. Every single word. And I couldn't comprehend. And I remember I texted you guys. I took a screenshot of that one symbol of that one like part and I sent it to you guys. And I was like, listen, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but we're fucked. Look at these names. I think we're fucked on a regular basis. This was like double fucked. This was just not. I think people just assume like if we can pronounce the names from like shows like Game of Thrones, that will be fine. No, we're not fine. Well, it's different between hearing it and reading it. Exactly. Right. 
No, but definitely just, I put captions on on my TV shows all the time and I'll be like, yeah, sure. I was not going to be able to read that. Like um, uh, Zayden's Dragon, I was calling her Sagel and it's it's not that. Sagel? Sag- Sagel? Scale. Scale. Like Gale Sagel. with an S in front of it. Scale. Scale. Ah, I like Sagel better. I said I think I said it last Sagel episode. Does not, Sagel does sound better. It does sound better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the book is set in the Kingdom of Navarre, which is at war with Poromiel. Poromiel. I don't know. It starts with a P. Um the the people of Navarre the words you has, said did not have a P in right. my brain. I'm like, where are they at war with again? Navarre has dragons and the P place has griffins, which I thought griffins was supposed to be G-R-I-F-F-I-N-S. This is P-H-O-N-S. Oh, no. Oh, God. What did you think it was? What were you calling this? I just thought it was an entirely new. Did you think it was Gryphon? Because I was like, it's not a Gryphon. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's wow. a Gryphon. I just going to go sit myself in a corner. I'm taking a time out. Already. Look, we knew, Bridget, we knew this was not going to be your episode. <laughs> just, uh, just the names. We're, we're at a disadvantage. Um, so anyways, the Kingdoms are at war, and they've been at war for a while. And even though they're at war, they have, like, a trade agreement where they, like, still trade once a year. Because the pea place, Poromiel, Poromiel is known for textiles and grains and gems, and Navarre is known for ore and timber and deer and elk. Uh, and that was your, like, geopolitical lesson. Um, so the people of Navarre can become officers um, in the army by going to Basque... Basque? I, I just say Bas- Basgia. I just Arshmer. forget about the TH there at the end. Basgath. Or Basgath, Basgoth, whatever. War College. Um, you can be a healer slash mender, a scribe, an infantry, or a rider, um, which are the different quadrants of the college. Um, so, like, the college majors. And then healers and menders are great because who doesn't like getting healed and, like, put back together when you break things? Um, the scribes are essentially the historians, so the nerds. Um, the infantry are the lowest rung in the college, and they're basically just, like, fodder for the war. And riders are the badass elite. Riders of what, you may ask? Dragons. Now, how many so- times did you guys do that TikTok which quadrant are you getting moved into before you got rider just asking i haven't done that one i got it the first time but i was making a really stupid face and i tried it again and i got two others and i finally got rider again and i was like yeah i got transcribed the first time and i was like what we're doing this again then we got rider and the universe adjusted itself i would be a scribe i would be that fine being a scribe. Like, just put me in some a library some musty old books i'm fine i'm not even gonna pretend Oh, I want to ride a dragon. So the woo woo girl in me wants to be like a healer, but yeah, the woo woo girl in you wants to be the healer. Yeah, like I want to be witchy and heal, and you know, potions and potions and. But that's oh the woo woo. I thought okay the like woo woo. I thought woo, you meant like the woo woo. I'm like that's no, definitely not a rider. The woo woo girl. <laughs> Sorry, it's different. It's more like the woo. I am both a woo and a woo-woo girl. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, So the dragons are testy and feisty 
and they choose to bond with certain humans who end up becoming the writers, um, but they'll happily slash eat slash kill slash ignore weaker humans. And I put that in quotes because I don't know, that's kind of subjective. Um, so the dragons awaken signets, which is a higher magic um, that can take different forms, like manipulating the weather, reading minds, which is prohibited um, and will kill you, but not reading minds while touching someone, that apparently is safe. And you can have that signet. You can control shadows. You can see long distances. Um, there's different types of magics and then, or higher magics and then lower magics, like, I don't know, opening, locking doors. But once bonded, the writers will die if their dragons die. And the dragons end up being very, very, very sad if their writers die. Um, and also, people die a lot because uh, it's, it's a college with dragons and it's dangerous. And every day there's a roll call where basically they tell people so-and-so died. Okay, so the dragons have this magical ability where they create wards that surround Navarre. Um, but every now and then, the wards are mysteriously failing. So, fun fact. Um, and the dragons are interested in protecting the Vale, which is where they live and keep their young. Uh, so the relationship between the dragons and the Navarians, I would say, is very symbiotic. Um, humans help them protect the Vale, and dragons help protect the humans of Navarre. Um, and the griffins, which are half eagle, half some other animal, I forgot what it is, and dragons are like sworn enemies. Hence, Lion? lions are they lions? Yeah, I think it's lion. I think so. Okay. Uh, Navarre is made up of a bunch of provinces. Again, a lot of really random sounding names. Uh, Terrandor is one of the provinces, and it was the last one to like join their union. Um, and it's been at least five years since the end of the Terish Rebellion. Why was the rebellion significant? Well, one, there was a rebellion, usually significant. Um, and so Violet, our heroine, comes from a military family uh, who obviously fought in the rebellion for Navarre. Her mother is General Soren Gale, who's a badass general and the head of the War College. Her older sister, Mira, is a renowned badass writer. And her brother, Brennan, was a writer and mentor, but he died during the rebellion. He was apparently killed by Fen Riorson. Ryerson? Ryerson? By Fen all those Ryerson. were acceptable for me. Okay. <laughs> Who was the leader of the rebellion um, and General Sorengill killed Fen and returned. Uh, Violet likes to say that her mother loved Brennan, respects Mira, but barely tolerates her. Uh, Violet's father was a scribe, um, but basically losing Brennan essentially killed him. Um, the children of the rebels were punished I almost read published, were punished really harshly. Um, and they got relics, which are supposed to be huge tattoos, essentially, um, from their shoulders to their wrists, letting everyone know that their parents were rebels. Um, they watched their parents get put to death, which is obviously very traumatizing. Um, and then they ended up having to agree uh, to try to become writers at the college instead of actually being put to death. Um, Which is almost the same because to be a writer is very risky. So and dangerous. You're either going to live or die within the first day trying to cross the parapet. The parapet. parapet. Um, 
so they know they're setting it up and then they also believe that only dragons will pair themselves with with humans that are like true and pure of heart and won't betray the country so it's like you're either gonna die or you're worthy and i just hate that they were put in this situation they're just kids it's not like you know they were falling well, around with their parents obviously the kingdom is corrupt because the king is an asshole so we'll get there eventually maybe um so what's up with violet so we already talked that she potentially has that ellers endlers donlos i forgot how you pronounce it disease um but violet was also meant to be a scribe her father was a scribe and he was basically training her so we know that she is very smart and she knows a lot of information but physically she does not have like the strength or the stature to be a writer general soren gale apparently had a fever when she was pregnant with violet so they think that that fever caused her sort of physical abilities or characteristics and she has dark hair which has its own natural ombre effect that ends up turning silver at the end which sounded which i actually life. think is kind of cool me too I, you know caitlin you were there from this face i wanted to go silver and so i was loving this hairstyle because i really want it yeah i will eventually like, end oh. up as a silver fox i'm here for it i support this you know i do i love a good silver silver is great um okay so the book starts with violet being told by her mother that she needs to be a writer because no daughter of her will be a scribe elitist bitch so then mira her sister shows up comes to her defense but the general's like uh nope and my word is final and you better leave before i report you for being a wall um so mira helps to prep violet by giving her a vest made of her dragon scales she braids her hair because it's dangerous to have long hair. Uh, she gives her writer boots, um, which actually have traction in the sole. And she just gives her a bunch of advice. And she's like, hey, uh, when you get there, you need to find Dane Etos, um, a.k.a. Baby Tamlin. Um, and Dane has been her best friend since childhood. And Violet is kind of like in love with him, at the very least has a crush on him. Anyways, Dane will keep her safe. And she needs to remember uh, not to make any friends. Uh, she can make alliances, but it's too cutthroat and people will automatically want to kill her. One, because of her, who her mother is. But two, there's only so many dragons who present themselves for bonding. And there's more. There's always more writers than dragons. And so people want to be a writer. So they'll try to like eliminate anyone from the group who they think is not going to be a good fit. For like their wings or their squadrons or whatever war college is broken up i already said the quadrants are like the four types of positions and then within the writer's quadrant there's other divisions which i don't quite get because i'm not great with like military stuff but i guess it's like a wing a squadron and then a squad i don't know or a squadron and a squad right the same so i think thing? it's there's different wings you know multiple wings in there's a at least squadron mm-hmm and then, and then squad is just is just a nickname for squadron. Is it? Okay. And then but there's one more division too, I think, which is the section of the wings cuz they talk about like fire and tail and I don't know. Yes, so yes, I would right. assume it's kind of like you have your entire all your riders and then your riders are in their different 
quadrants, which you guys said. So you have first, second, third, fourth. Then you have your division of leaders within each one. And then each leader will have lieutenants underneath them and they will have their own battalions basically. And then from basically the battalions will have their own squad leaders underneath them. Okay. Yes, I'm following you, but I know absolutely nothing about like military formation. I'm so impressed by Bridget's military know-how in this. She's like, obviously, you're gonna have your lieutenants, and then everyone under that's gonna have their battalions. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, this is. Are you a married woman? Because my god. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always taking more wives. I am married, but right. I'm taking wives. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started on that because I'm just like, you know what. Two income households are tough. They really should start making three income households. (laughs) (laughs) Like one income is hard hard enough. Mm -hmm. Two is getting really difficult. Like there needs to be three. Um, Okay. Oh, and the other thing that Mira tells Violet is like, hey, uh, don't fuck anyone outside of your year because then it'll seem like you're sleeping around for protection. Yeah. Also, I do want to mention that her sister gives her a journal when she's packing up her sack and it turns mm-hmm. out to be a journal that's supposed to help her get through the process. And when she cracks it open, it turns out to be her brother's. brothers. I love that. Who that passed was the- and he wrote it for the sister mm-hmm. and now she's passing it on to him. It was the book her. of Brennan. Yes. The book of Brennan. It's really cute. Just like his um, helpful she- tips and tricks. And she also takes away uh, the book of fables and fairy tales and stories that her father had given her and used to read to her. I she loved- packed. Well, go ahead, Bridget. Oh, I was going to say she packed to go to college the way I packed to go anywhere. Like, forget the clothes. It is five books that I will not get to, but I'm taking it with me. <laughs> I loved the big sister in me. Loved that she was there and was like, okay, let me fix your hair. Your hair is a mess. This is going to get you killed. Let me give you the right boots. You don't even have the right boots. Let's repack your stuff. Let me repack your stuff. I just love that she was like, I'm, I'm here to help you out, little Violet. Yeah. Um, the mom, though, was like, I think what was shocking for them is that everybody assumed she was just going to become a scribe and the mom never said one way or another. And then this whole like, oh, you're becoming a writer thing just happened like six months ago. So she had six months to train. Like, what I, have, I have thoughts on this. Oh, I, I could be not in theory. I have thoughts on it too. I definitely have thoughts on you it. Let me know when we're at that part. Me. Okay. So it should come as no shock to anyone that Violet bucks conventions and succeeds at doing so because what type of heroine would she be if she didn't? Anyways, uh, she outsmarts her sparring partners by poisoning them in advance. She makes friends with Rhiannon as well as other writers like in her cohort. Um, she not bonds not one but two dragons including the most powerful black dragon. Oh, and she falls in love with Zayden, the son of the rebel leader who was put to death. Anyways, since this is the five minute recap and not the summary and discussion, lots of shit goes down. And Violet obviously had a successful first year leading up to the war war games before graduation. I lost my place. Oh, so anyways, we're supposed to admire Violet. We're supposed to have the hots for Zayden. uh, But do we trust him? The answer is... Maybe not, or maybe we should. Uh, but Navarre is run by a corrupt people who are hiding shit. Uh, fairy tales and fables do come true, especially the scary ones our parents told us uh, to punish us or to scare us. 
And someone comes back from the dead who listened to the discussion. Those were really messy notes. I was going to um, say, those are anyways. great. I was, yeah, I was like, this is better than reading the book at this point. Okay. So getting into it, the first thing we need to know. What a is dragon, the first thing we need to know, Hilda? Go. A dragon without its rider is a tragedy. A rider without their dragon is dead. Bum, bum. Damn. Okay. So like I said earlier, the book starts with Violet being told by her mother that she needs to be a writer because no daughter of her will be a scribe. Uh, Mira shows up to try to defend her, but again, the general's like, uh, nope, uh, what I say goes, and you have to leave. Uh, so Mira does a really great job of prepping Violet. She gives her that dragon scale vest and the boots with the traction, and she packs her rucksack. And she just is constantly giving her advice while, like, prepping her. She's like, you need to find Dane and stick with him because he's going to keep you alive. Uh, Don't make friends. Make allies. Uh, Don't sleep with anyone outside of your year because people will say that you slept your way to the top. Um, And she takes Violet to sign up at the writer's quadrant. Because, again, being a writer is prestigious and tons of people want it, but tons of people die in the process. Uh, Samira drops Violet off with a reminder to stay away from Zayden Rearson, the son of the rebellion leader. He'll probably want to kill her since their mother killed his father. So, like, stay away from him because he will definitely have plenty of opportunity to try to kill her if that's his goal. Uh, so, again, what does Violet immediately do? She makes friends uh, with people in the line as they're waiting to cross the parapet, which and I assume enemies. we'll get there, but yes, we will get there. Um, you got the hold, please. I yeah. know, I was like, well, because I wanted to. <laughs> I just had to describe the the balance beam is a really tall and slippery. I'm sorry. The parapet is a really tall and slippery balance beam, essentially. Yeah, like walking along the edge of a tower, basically. And yes, she makes friends and enemies. You want to talk about Jack, Bridget? No. Well, yeah. <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> I have him in my notes as a fuck that guy, but not like as big of a fuck that guy as I give Dane. Yeah. They're separate fuck that guys. This guy's just been an asshole from the, well, the I guess very you beginning. Say the fuck that guy scale is from a Dane to a Lionel. You know, like there's a there's a range that we fall within. Maybe let's start off with a Jack because like yeah. Dane is Jack? worse. You think Jack is better? The Dane? Jack is better. Jack Yeah, the thing because is, Okay. It's because Jack Jack is an asshole, but like you expect him to be an asshole. We know he's an asshole. We know right. he's an asshole. That's so, why he's on the lower end of the spectrum. Correct. So we know what we're getting with him. But Dane, he took advantage of their friendship. And yeah. he was kissing her and holding her mm-hmm. face all the time, which means that he was stealing her memories. Yeah, fuck that guy. And then not he was viewing her visions or memories and then providing that intel to other people. Yeah, that's what where I, that's is the true. trust that is supposed to be her best friend, her best friend yeah. that she's known since she's a child and grew up with and had a, a childhood crush on, and it turned into mutual feelings. So now I'm like, is it actual mutual feelings? And he was constantly just telling her, "Oh, we're gonna get you out. We're gonna get you out. You shouldn't be here." So I was already getting annoyed with him, and then when we come All to right, realize, you know, I stand corrected. It's been a little. It's been some time since I was fully in this, and as you're saying this, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get distracted by the pretty boy and we get distracted by the fact that she also wanted him at the beginning. Not too distracted because he is a blonde. (laughs) Yes, not that distracted, but I was like, give me something. Pish posh, she's a blonde. Now we know. Spot the villain. Are they a blonde? 
Yes. Step one. Yeah. Villain. <laughs> so flo- Lionel. Lionel's blonde. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Is Mauve blonde or Maeve blonde? No, she no. got dark hair. I think blonde villain applies to men more than to women. I agree with that. Because Aelin is a blonde. True. I feel like majority of the heroines are usually blonde or redhead. Ooh, there's so many redheads we run into. Mm-hmm. Minus the Vegas. Orin's also a blonde. Mm-hmm. Orange gold. Commander is a dark haired dude. Midas was a blonde. Mm. There we go. Mm-hmm. So what I just say. Okay. So immediate red flag. Blonde hair. You're on notice. Um, okay. So again, immediately once she gets in line though, Viola is like making friends and she makes friends with Dylan and Rhiannon. And she checks Rhiannon's boots and she sees that the soles are like super smooth. So she's like, quick, let's switch one of our boots so that you don't die on the parapet, which was really nice of her uh, to do that. Um, As they get to the top of the tower, uh, what does she do? She spots a tall, dark and delicious writer. I quote the most exquisite man she's ever seen. Um, I guess. Rebecca Yaros couldn't call him the most beautiful man in the world because that's already been done. Uh, so we'll go with exquisite on this one. But then someone says his name and then someone says her name and dun dun dun, the mortal enemies meet. I love an instant attraction and then like the realization that they're enemies. I'm like, ooh, give me spice, right. give me angst. Let's go. I mean, of course he's hot because who's ever had a mortal enemy that's ugly? Me. Who's your mortal enemy? I mean, I don't know if we can out them on the podcast, but I would just love to know. I'm just thinking about like assholes from like when you're a kid that was like your mortal enemy that always picked on you and teased you. They're always like but ugly. So random and off topic, but I don't know if anyone <laughs> else follows Roxanne Gay, the like very famous author who writes like very intelligent things, but she's also uh-huh. super into housewives, which is how I came to her. Um and she always tweets about her nemesis in, like, the book world. She's like, my nemesis did this today. My nemesis did that. And Who is her nemesis? She hasn't revealed. She has not revealed her nemesis. She will not reveal. This is the greatest blind item of all time. That's awesome. It always makes me think, is this person even real or are they just doing it for the clout? I don't know. Off topic. But I'm just saying, a nemesis is a good thing to have. We should all have more nemesises. Nemesis. 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 Well, actually, as you were um, saying it, I was just looking at the pronunciation of Rhiannon. And I was just realizing that in the Fleetwood Mac song, they're saying Rhiannon, not Rihanna. Like, yeah, Rhiannon and Rihanna are two different. I know. Things. But you know that song? Yeah. I didn't realize. I thought they were saying Rihanna. You know, like her. <laughs> yeah, you just probably thought <laughs> they were like mispronouncing um, it a little bit. Like, I'm literally looking it up. I'm like, what? Two times during this recording that I have been blown away by name pronunciations. <laughs> what was the first one? Uh, LD? Elid? <laughs> I really Elide. thought. Elide? I, I'm like, that's more normal. I'm just put, like fl- flopping letters in this name. Oh, it's okay. Me and Griffin just, you know. <laughs> 
right. You know what? Nothing will ever be better than me editing a full episode of this podcast where you're saying Danica did this and Danica did that. And we're like, we're just letting you fly. Just letting you, you go with Danica. it's still an accurate pronunciation. It's just – You eventually just start saying Danica, Danica, Danica. Well, that's what I have to do to Kale Chow because I'm like, I know who I'm talking about. They don't know who I'm talking about. Oh and Danica Danica did this. <laughs> do we really know Janika Danica? I don't know. Who knows Janika Danica? <laughs> just like, wow, Hilda and I just gave up halfway. We're like, just let her we go. Did. Just let her go. <laughs> At least I put both pronunciations in there. It's true. You gave us – it's for either listener. Um. So anyways – uh, she and her hot mortal enemy kind of like lock eyes and she's like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, why would I do that? I'll just let the parapet do it. Anyways, uh, Dylan isn't her friend for long because he ends up slipping and falling and dies. Um, and as Violet is making her way across the parapet, she slips, she injures her knee and she like just starts reciting random facts about Navarre to help focus her mind. Because again, she's really smart. Um, and then Jack Barlow, the asshole, is behind behind her, and he starts harassing her. And he's like, "You're not meant to be a writer, and you're weak, and I'm gonna kill you." And he's basically just a dick for the majority of the book. Like, what a heckle! Uh, so fuck that guy. You're gonna fall. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> and then at um, one point, he starts trying to chase her, and I was like, "Bro, yeah, like, you need to calm down. Haven't even start yet. Like, calm down, fuck off, dude." She does. Yeah. I didn't go over this in the notes, but when he gets to the end and she like pulls out a knife and she like has it up to his balls and they're basically like, well, she's a cadet because she made it to the other side. You're still on the bridge. Mm-hmm. So she kills you. Oops. Um, Just at the beginning already, we're seeing some like true character values that she has. She's frail. She's unwell. We know she injures easily and she took the boots that she had and split it with someone else knowing that she's already at a disadvantage to crossing the beam so we know she has a good heart um she was really heartbroken when dylan died because he had an engagement ring around his neck because he was planning on making it to graduation and going home and proposing to his girl and then fell like a gone forever i don't know if it was a um poof i I mean i don't know how much explosion there was but there was definitely a I, I would assume there's like a, but they're so high up there, you can't even hear it. So I'm just imagining it in my head. But then also when it came time for it, Jack was harassing her. Jack already said he was going to kill her and chased her to the point where she could have died off of this beam. And then she pulls a knife on him to cut off his balls. And he's not even a cadet yet. He is still just like trying to get entry. She could have pushed him off and moved on with her life. Made things uh, so much more simple. I but she didn't. liked and hated the fact that they told us everyone's going to die. Don't befriend people. Because instantly I'm like, oh, Dylan. Oh, now Dylan's dead. Oh, this person. Oh, this person's dead. And like truly no character was safe almost as you're making your way through this. So like at the gauntlet, what's her name? Dies. Who's been training Emery. on like the Emery. ninja warrior course her entire life. <laughs> like I was just it was sad. As they all, yeah, that one hurt go. a little bit. Yeah, and then there's no fanfare. So like they died. And like let's read the names. It's like roll call, Bridget. And then here. they just burn Hilda, all their stuff. Yeah. You can't even keep you anything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so that was a different thing too. And we'll get to it later. Sorry, to jump ahead. 
But when they pass, you burn everything that they have, which I thought was interesting way to mourn the people you. It's a very, like, they're intense. Very intense. Because they've been at war for, like, hundreds of years. But, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't get into it now, but I have thoughts about that. So, yeah. So, this book, people are dying constantly. And it's hard to form attachments because you want to, but you don't want to. Because you got to guard your heart a little bit. Uh, so, that's what's hard a little bit about this book. Um, but, I mean, mostly, we all liked it. So, we're going to end right there to conclude. So, sorry, I didn't kick it off off the bat. But we're doing this in a two-parter because there's just there's a couple things we want to get into. Um, so, that would conclude part one of Fourth Wing, the book that mysteriously flew into our lives, like a squadron fresh off the mountain, a dragon ready to roar. We were unprepared. We are, we are now writers in the Fourth Wing, and we're here for it. So... That was really beautiful and poetic. Thank yeah. you. As I sit here in the dark while my child naps, goes to bed <laughs> with her headphones on. Um, but if you guys really love this book too and have thoughts and feelings about it, of course we'd love to hear from you. So please find us at BookTalkMadeMe underscore pod. Uh, let us know who your favorite character was. Did Liam's death hurt you as much as us? I mean, we haven't gotten to it yet, but we, we already spoke about it. So let us know what you think. Uh, what do you think about Violet's mom? she's suspicious she's suspicious all right we're gonna get into her in part two well not really but kind of a little bit uh dane baby tamlin what are your thoughts fuck that guy fuck that guy yeah i'm trying to think of like on a scale of like lucian to Lionel. oh that's that's the new scale lucian to lionel because lucian's like you can hate him in some instances but you won't Mm mm-hmm and you got Lionel, oh. who I hate all the time. I don't even think Lionel Lucian belongs on the scale it's like at all. like a one. You know what I mean? Like on a scale of one to ten. Lucian is a one. Lionel's a ten. He's like a point five for not being a better friend, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the scales, we can edit the scale. I'm, just, I'm thinking off the cuff here. <laughs> I still think, yeah, it's like Jack, Dane, Lionel. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because of the emotional betrayal. Yeah. So, like, Tamlin and Dane are firmly. Yeah. Right in the middle line. Mm-hmm. Fuck those guys. Fuck those guys. All right, guys. Well, that's it from us tonight. We'll catch you guys later as we recap part two of Fourth Wing. Bye. 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 Bye.